Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who almost killed his niece and nephew trying to make them fly. Joining me on this podcast is the Wendy to my Peter Pan, Laurel Arnold. Oh, I just said that like a stroke victim. <laughs> That's it. I'm officially changing my name so I can be Laurel Arnold. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with you the for over a year and I just said Laurel Arnold. What were you trying to do to make your niece and nephew fly? So this was around the time that I had first been exposed to Mary Martin um, in her version of Peter Pan. And I was like mesmerized watching all of the fact that she was flying. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I'd never seen that happen like on film or stage before. And so I wanted to try and duplicate it. And so I did some research on um, on Ask Jeeves. That's how long ago this yes! was. Yes! Um, <laughs> Which doesn't exist anymore. It does not. No, Jeeves <laughs> has retired. But so I like figured out like how to make a harness. And so I hand sewed a harness. I took like backpack straps and like made them into a harness like to wear around your hips. And then I attached them to my nephew who was only like six or seven at the time i want to say um so like he may have been younger than that pounds no i think i think he was younger than that actually i want to say he was like maybe f- four or five um because my niece was was really young um like three i want to say so they were both very 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 young and then we had them connect up to a rope that was on a pulley and that pulley was mounted uh like 30 feet in the air to a tree in our backyard so the first time we go to pull it up, my nephew starts screaming because, um, like, it's so painful, like, having all of his weight put on these stupid little straps. Um, and then we got him up in the air and he immediately fell forward because it was not a properly made harness. So he fell completely forward. Um, and so then we realized that it was the harness that was not comfortable. So then we took my niece, who again was three or four at the time, um, and she had this foam padded, um, swimsuit like onesie swimsuit that had like a bunch of foam padding on it so that way she would stay floating. oh like those like life jacket swimsuits that are like all yes. in one yeah, yeah, yeah. yes okay. yeah and so we basically ran the thing through the shoulder straps of that and mounted her with that because we thought oh if she falls she's got the padding of the life preserver aspect to to prevent her fall and those so are not built for that no it was not and so the worst part was we we did the uh, the test runs of that the data we were getting back was not good uh, so we decided <laughs> to up the ante and we created a zip line from that tree to the other tree which was like 40 feet away and was downhill um and so we created a zip line and then we would shoot our niece and nephew <laughs> down the hill on this pulley system um oh yeah Okay, none of that is OSHA compliant, to be clear. Um, well, we weren't aware of the regulations of OSHA <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I guess it was not a work environment either, but... <laughs> Laura, it's been a while since you and I have actually played Anecdotal Dote. Yeah, no, I've been thinking about that too. Like, we always leave it to the guests, which I think is great, but... 
we tell significantly less stories than we once did. I know, yeah. Ever since we started to to reformat things on the podcast, um, we've uh, you and I have talked less to the uh, the absolute detriment of ourselves and to the joy and peace of everybody who listens. <laughs> that's I'm positive that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks for the encouragement, Laura. <laughs> um, so I figured that today we today could be an episode of just us playing anecdotal dope. Go back to the basics, man. Here's how today will work. We each have selected two words that only we've seen. Taking turns, we must each tell a true story based on the word we're given. So you and I Mm -hmm. have a selection of words. Two words. And you have to tell a story with my word. I have to tell a story with your word. Correct. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, Let's flip a coin. Okay, I have a coin okay. right here. I don't have a coin. I just have a front side and a back side of a miniature um, dental floss. <laughs> I have a coin. I'm really bad at flipping a coin, though. I just dropped it on the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are witnessing what will, what is about to be the death of Laura Larnold. <laughs> Born in a day, died in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, heads or tails? Tails. Tails never fails. Lies. <laughs> I royally okay, listener, have that up. <laughs> I, I have to explain to you how terribly she just... I can't even say flipped the coin because she didn't it even did flip, flip the coin. Imagine if... If you were walking along the street and, and you had your hand outstretched and you thought a butterfly was going to land on your thumb, but instead, like a slug did, and you were like, ooh, gross, let me throw the slug off of my hand. And then you like threw it forward like you were trying to throw it into a, a crevasse in front of you. That's the way she just threw that coin. She did not flip the coin. She tossed it away. It mostly just fell off my hand. I'm going to consider that my flip because I honestly am not going to ever do any better. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it flipped at least once. (laughs) Oh, great. What's it on? It's on heads. I'll give you a word first. Okay. Head. I once got a concussion during a Easter program at a church. How does one do that? Well, I was supposed to be the angel that sang the song when Jesus rose from the dead three days later. Spoiler alert. And in case um, you didn't know that. In case you weren't aware of that. (laughs) So in that production, the cross, which was in the scene previous, um, was made out of railroad ties, which are very big and very freaking heavy. And the transition happened in pitch black light there was no transition light or anything and so the cross is being taken off stage at the same time i'm walking on stage and i walked smack dab into the head of the cross um and knocked myself um almost unconscious and then had to pre- had to proceed to belt out a huge uh, power ballad while i was um suffering through the uh symptoms of a mild concussion amazing i don't think there were any side effects at laurel arnold <laughs> Your word is chalk. This is why I don't play this game. This is why we changed our format is so that I don't ever have to tell a story (laughs) with (laughs) 
anecdotal note is because they're all trash. I used to have a really huge driveway, so I really like playing with like sidewalk chalk. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted more vibrant, brighter colors. And we found this like spray chalk at like Walmart or whatever. So I used it, of course. I played with it, drew some stuff on the driveway, and it was super great. And so we realized that it doesn't wash away in the rain. Did you draw a bunch of dirty things on the sidewalk? No, I just like drew stuff. And then my dad wanted it to go away because he's a neat freak and wanted our driveway to be clean and gorgeous all the time. If I remember correctly, he power washed the driveway and then we had to get it re-blacktopped because he also (laughs) washed the blacktop away off of our driveway. (laughs) (laughs) So don't buy that crap. mosquito okay so i have a couple of seasons now worked at stage door manor um which is a performing arts camp it is the most prestigious uh performing arts camp in the world um half the avengers went there i've talked about it on the podcast before um one of the downsides is because there's so much outdoor space we are also very close to a um a a a large body of water and because of that there's um massive mosquito problems particularly in the evening um and for some reason they are really partial to my southern blood um (laughs) i don't know if it's all the sweet tea or what but they really dig john's blood well one particular it was i had been away for a couple of summers came back forgot that that was a problem woke up the next morning and i go up to breakfast and everyone is looking at me like i'm some sort of monster and I was like what's going on well then I go to scratch my forehead and there is a baseball sized welt on the front of my forehead um that has just ballooned up and now I'm I'm scratching all I know the place me too like I'm like ah! it's ah! been too cold so um, far but I'm waiting for the day <laughs> <laughs> okay your last word is staple Staple. Mm-hmm. Staple. Yep. I feel like I come up with such better words than you. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? No. Those have been great words. You're just naming yeah. office supplies. I'm naming what is literally in front of me right now. <laughs> okay, fine. I will give you a different word. Your word is... Pangea. <laughs> You're such a... I have to look up that word because I don't know what it means. Remember how you made fun of me because I didn't know where Washington, D.C. was? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what Pangea was? Spoon. That's a good one because that one has multiple meanings. I don't use spoons. I use forks more often than not. For cereal? Not for cereal, but my mom makes this really good chicken noodle soup that's very, very chunky. And I usually eat that with a fork. Okay. When you're describing food, it's best not to use the term chunky. (laughs) But it's chicken noodle soup. Like, it's very filled with bits. (laughs) You must said chunks. What else what else do you eat with a fork that normal humans would say no you shouldn't use a, a fork for this I'm trying to think what was something recently I think 
I think I made like a like a parfait that has like cereal and yogurt and some fruit with a fork. <laughs> yeah, I would eat ice cream with a Did... fork if it seemed at all reasonable. No. Okay, I've just I've just realized something. I've just learned something, <laughs> and it, I don't know why it took me this long to figure it out. Um, you are clearly gig is up, jig is up. One of those words is correct. <laughs> the gig jig is up. <laughs> Laura Arnold, you are an alien. You alien. came down here from your planet of Gloop Glorp <laughs> to study human beings. I have learned things incorrectly, like you didn't know what Pangea was. I did. You I didn't just know... forgot. You didn't know where Washington, D.C. was. I definitely knew where Washington, D.C. was. That was you. Okay. Well, you (laughs) learned that because you wanted to try and assimilate and you thought that that information would become useful and you, it wasn't useful at all. It was absolutely useful. And your laugh is actually you transmitting all the data that you have uh, soaked up (laughs) from the world. And you have to transmit it via sound wave, which is why it is so loud and um, and obnoxious is because of because you are transmitting it millions and millions of light me- light years away to your mothership. True or false? False. Don't even have to answer because we know the answer is true. <laughs> Yeah, so I am home right now for the foreseeable future because of quarantine, um, and I thought it would be fun to go through some of my old things at my parents' house, um, and I came across the other day a journal that I kept between September 1st, 2001 to August 5th, 2005. So to give you some comparison, that means I was ages 9 to 13 when I was writing these entries. My first entry, which is September 1st, 2001, says, Dear Journal, I'm, I, sorry, I'm going to read this verbatim, so enjoy. (laughs) I trying to raise 1690 to get some special effects, which is possible. I can't wait till I get my stuff. Gotta go. Sincerely, John Charles Seidenberg II. (laughs) What kind of special effects are you trying to do? Um, I was trying to get pyrotechnics so I could uh, blow up. In 2001? Yeah, as a nine-year-old, I wanted to do that. Wowza. September 2nd, 2001. This penmanship is terrible, so I'm going to do my best. Dear Journal, this year, so far, on a rate from 1 to 100, this year would be a 100. First, I'm in, I'm in GLOW, the Gifted and Talented program. You're welcome. Second, I have a nice teacher. Third, a church I don't go to, except every so often, wants me to be in a Christmas musical. That one was Operation Christmas Child. Um, I do remember this show. In that program, I played um, Colonel Sanders, um, who it was it was like an actual it was not playing the chicken guy. It was a spoof of him. And my characters, I remember the first line that I said when I came on stage, and I said it like Foghorn Leghorn. I would say, I say, I say, I say, they're the pick of the chick, but why is this fella dressed in overalls? (laughs) Fourth, we're going to the Renaissance Fair. Renaissance is spelled just as atrociously as the we're without an apostrophe. (laughs) 
um, fair is spelt the old timey way with an E on Wednesday. My life is happy except for when I have to do work. (laughs) I'm writing a play called. Oh, no. Oh, I can't wait. I've not, listener, I've not read these beforehand. I'm reading them live right now on with you. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm writing a play called The Flintstones and the New Rubble Racket Neighbors. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, wheel, I've started to play the trumpet. Great, huh? <laughs> um, I'm so happy. Oh, about the plays I've written, 11 so far. 11 plays? I guess so. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember any of these. They were not critically acclaimed. Um, (laughs) My life is good. Sometimes I wish I could die. (laughs) Amazing. What? Real quick hair turn on that statement. My life is good. Sometimes I wish I could die. Well, not now. Oh, about the four planes that hit my friend Michael. What? Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, so this this entry actually was not September 2nd. I'm looking. I had written in the top corner in actual handwriting September 20th, 2001. So I am talking about 9-11, which had just happened a couple of days earlier. Wow. Oh, about the four planes that hit my friend Michael lost one cousin. The other cousin is in bad condition, but okay. His uncle lost one ear, part of his leg, and one arm, but he's okay. Mom says there is going to be war. Well, gotta go. Love, John Charles Seidenberg II. So that's... End on a little somber note there, but that's that's actually really interesting to have that kind of historical thing seen from the eyes of a nine-year-old. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. September 22nd. And this says, Dear Journal... And this is written in pink pen, and it's very frantic, like a serial killer's handwriting. Wow, John branching out in a weird way. Dear Journal, I am really, really mad at Mom. She doesn't have any mercy. Well, hopefully I'll have something good to write about tomorrow, later. Your Jesus-wiped friend. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Your Jesus-wiped friend, John Charles Seidenberg II. Why is your mom? Why does your mom have no mercy? I want to know what your Jesus-wiped friend means. Yeah, that too. Yeah, what does it mean to be Jesus-wiped? Are you sure that you meant wiped? Jesus whipped? Maybe she whipped me. Maybe she spanked me. But even then, why would I be blaming Jesus for that? Oh, you know what it may have been. This is a stretch, but I was very dramatic as a kid. Hence the name of this section. Shocked. Diaries of a Drama King. Um, <laughs> perhaps I thought that my spanking was so bad, it was likened to that of the, the, the whippings that Jesus received before he was hanged on the cross. <laughs> well, doteheads, that's another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a story inspired by our buzzwords, let us know 
we have a question or need some anecdotal advice on a subject, send them all to us and it might be shared on a future podcast. Send those questions, comments, and stories to us written, filmed, or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Write and re- write us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Do, 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 do.